0: Block Talk Radio. Good evening, boys and girls, moms and dads, babies, grandpa, grandma, and people who just care. We're so glad that you're joining us for Aunt Jewel's Bug Time Stories, where the clock says it's no time to play. It's time to sleep. Oh, no. I know that you're not ready for that. So what have you been doing? Well, I know that some of you are playing because the sun is out longer than it normally is. It's not cold weather, so you don't have to bungle up in a jacket or a sweater. And you don't have to wear your rubber boots or galoshes. It's so much fun to get out in the sun. Now the bells are time telling us it's time to sleep. The bells are time telling us all it's time to wake up. Well, what's wrong with the bells? Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Boys and girls, that this is a time for us. To get ready to go to sleep, because a lot of your eyes are still wide open. So what does a child do? What does the parent say? Well, we're listening to Aunt Jule's bedtime, of course. And are you sleepy yet? I don't think so. (laughs) So, boys and girls, we have so much in store for you. Now you're asking yourself, I'm still outside playing. I can hear you. Come on in, come on in. It's time to go and get ready for bed. Not quite ready. Well, come and join us at Aunt Jill's Good Time And if you want to be so bold, you can call us. Do you have the number? Are you ready? Do you have your pencil, Or maybe you have your crayons? 9143380695 Of course, your mom's right there with you, or your dad, or your aunt, or your uncle, or grandpa, grandma. Call us to say hello. You know, you might wonder, is it funny to want to have a book to go to sleep? <laughs> and the book is mainly saying, shut your eyes instead of... Keep your eyes wide open. No, that's not what we're doing. So we want to make sure that you have those snuggled pajamas and that good smelly pillow and warms and hugs from mommy or daddy or grandpa or Nana and of course the warm feet and the back rubs. Well, we have just one more questions to ask. Of course we know that's what you're going to do, is ask that question. Now I can think of a lot of things that we can be able to do when we're outside, but of course we're inside. So let's read some of the things that we did before we were getting ready to go to bed. Now here's a poem that was written by B. Taylor Bradford, Things I Can Do. And this is what we can do in the morning. And so when we talk about this, you will have it in your head. Maybe you might even dream about it. Things I can do. There are many things I can do. Maybe you can do them too. I know how to climb a tree. I can even buzz like a bee. I can also wash my face. And I know how to run a race. I know how to talk to a dog. And I can even croak like a frog. And I can even sail like a boat. And I know how to sink, not float. I know how to build a house. I can even be a as a mouse. I can also kick a ball, and I know how to never fall. I know how to tame a bear. I can even comb my hair. I can also catch a snake. Oh, boys and girls, I don't know. And I know how to stay awake. I bet you do. (laughs) There are many more things I can do. Tomorrow, I'll teach them all to you. The end. Now, boys and girls, I know you're not quite ready to go to bed, but soon you'll be having to have your favorite slippers. Have you put them on? And also, have you had your bath yet? Did you get your favorite PJs? I know that Randy always puts on his pilot BJs that has planes on it. And I know that there, oh no, there she is, Tammy. And Tammy has already the stethoscope around her neck. She's feeling on her little puppy to see if his heart is okay. What are you wishing that you can be? Well, guess what, boys and girls? I know a bear who wanted to be a bird. (laughs) That's so funny. A bear that wanted to be a bird. Is there anything that you wanted to be? Hmm. I remember that I was talking to Renee, and she wanted to be a ballerina. She was the best ballerina in her dance class. She always liked to do wear her slippers, her ballerina slippers, and she always liked to dance all around and twirl and twirl. Well, the three are our story called The Bear Who Wanted to Be a Bird. And this story is by Adele, and it's tattooed in a movie. hush don't you cry, go to sleep my little baby. There once was a little black bear who wanted to be a bird. He wished it so hard and thought about it so much that finally he decided he was once going to be one. Did that ever happen to you, boys and girls? There's something that you wanted to be, you wished it so much that you thought that you were that. Hmm, thinking, what was it that you wanted to be? Well, going through the forest one day, he saw some birds high up in a tree. Hello, he said, I'm a bird too. <laughs> the birds laughed at him. You're not a bird, they said. Birds have beaks, And the little black bird. along until he found a thin piece of wood that had a point. He tied it into his muzzle and hurried back to the tree where the bird sat. See, he cried, look up, I have a beak. <laughs> Just the same they said, you're not a bird, birds have feathers. So the little black bird there ran as fast as he could. out of the forest and found a chicken yard there was lots of feathers lying on the ground he picked them up oh maybe he is a bird and he stuck the feathers all over his head and his shoulders and down his front legs then he went to the tree where the bird sat and cried happily i have feathers ah see i am a bird But the birds only laughed at him. You're not a bird, they said. Don't you know that birds sing? The little black bird bear felt sad, but not for long. He remembered that deep in the forest was a house where the singing teacher lived. He went there and knocked on the door. Please teach me to sing big. I must learn to sing. It's most unusual, said the singing teacher. But I will try. I have a wonderful system. Come in, Open your mouth. Open your mouth, boys and girls. Is it open? Here we go. Now, follow the singing teacher. Don't ray me! Ray do! Re mi, re do. The little black bear practiced and practiced and practiced for a whole week, and then feeling that he was very, very good indeed, he hurried back to the tree, where the birds were. Listen, he cried, I can sing too, and he opened his mouth. Very wide in a deep voice saying, Do, re, mi, re, do, do, re, mi, do. The birds laughed harder than ever. You're not a bird, they told him. Birds fly. The little black bird, Bear, said, I can fly too. He lifted his first, he lifted first one foot, all covered with feathers and then the other, and then he hopped up and down, lifting both together, but he did not fly. I must get higher off the ground, he said. Watch me. So he went to a big rock nearby and climbed on it, and looked over the edge. Boys and girls, do you think that he's flying? Oh, baby Kenan, what do you think? Is he flying? So he went to a big rock nearby and climbed on it and looked over the edge. The ground seemed very far away, but he thought, maybe if I take a running start very far away, I'll be able to fly. Boys and girls, do you think it'll work? Well, so let's get to the story so we can see. So he backed off, closed his eyes, and ran as fast as he could to the edge of the rock. He lifted his feet, flapping them, and fell with a loud sack on his little behind on the ground. He opened his eyes and felt the tears coming. It hurt where he had fallen. His beak had slipped off, his feathers were lying all over the ground, and the little birds were laughing and laughing high up in the tree. And then they all flew away together. You're not a bird, they called, and their words floated back on the wind. You're not a bird, you're not a bird, you're a bear. Ooh, I'm not sure that's very nice. Do you think maybe that could be hurting his feelings? Would that hurt your feelings? We kind of teaching him. Well, Boys and girls, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, grandpa, and little baby king. He picked himself up and walked slowly through the forest. He felt very bad, and everything ached. He rubbed his muzzle and was glad that the clumsy beak wasn't tied to it anymore. He picked the rest of the feathers off himself, and his fur felt soft and furry. He found a bush with some beautiful red berries on it. They looked good. And he went over and stripped some off and ate them. Mmm. They were delicious, much nicer, much nicer than the worms that birds had to eat. And he ran his tongue around his black mussel and pulled off another bunch. After all, he met another bear just about his size, coming towards him in the forest. Hello, said the bear. Woof woof, said the black bear. And he thought, I like the sound of that. It's much better than having to sing Do, re, mi, re, do in a deep voice. Come and see what I found, his new friend said. He led him to a big tree and climbed in it. Follow me, he said. And the little black bear did. Up in his, on the first limb was a bee nest and a big comb of honey. Oh, said the little black bear, what a wonderful find. He dipped his paw in and licked it. I'm glad I'm a bear. Who would want to be a bird anyhow? Yay! So, boys and girls, what did we learn from that? Hmm. I'm not sure, but one of the things, I'd like to ask you another question. I think being yourself is what you want to be, because if you're being yourself, you'll be able to know how to do you perfectly. Now, I have a question, too. What is the last thing you should take off each night before going to bed? Think about it. You should take your feet off the floor. <laughs> Girls, isn't this fun? Going to sleep with other ones. Finding someone that's just like you. snowman build snowman build snowman in the winter weep a snowman and wait for christmas the penguins are skating the white seals are diving in the winter weep a snowman and wait for christmas in the winter weep a snowballs play snowballs play snowballs in the winter weep a snowballs and See, boys and girls, that's what we had to do for the winter. We were so cold and it wasn't even time for Christmas, but the sun wouldn't come out. So we were saying, What can we do? Because it makes us so blue. Well, one of the things we can do is practice on our counting five because. Now there's five little ducks because in the winter, we couldn't see the ducks because they had flown away because they were so cold. They wanted to go to a place that was warm. And can you blame them? Well, let's get our teaching skills ready and raise up one hand because we're going to count the five and there's five fingers on our hand. This is Five Little Ducks. By Jose, Rorgo, and Arian Dewey. Five little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, quack, quack. But only four little ducks came back. Four little ducks went out to play over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, 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 but only three little ducks came back. Three little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, 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 but only two little ducks came back. Hmm... Two little ducks went out one day, over the hill and far away. Mother duck said quack, 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 but only one little duck came back. One little duck went out one day, over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, quack, quack. But none of the five little ducks came back. You know, boys and girls, she was very sad to not have her children come back when they went to play. Can you imagine how your mom and dad would react if you didn't come back? Sad mother duck went out one day. Over the hill and far away, mother duck said quack, quack, quack. And all of the five little ducks came back. Quack, 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 quack. Oh, it turned out to be a good ending for that story. Because we thought maybe we wouldn't be able to see our ducks. Well, didn't that make you feel good? And when something makes you feel good, sometimes you love to sing about it. So, let's hear Tony Tone, Tone, sing a little song called Feel Good. Yes, it just makes you want to feel good. Are you sleepy yet? Are your eyes getting heavy? Are they still wide awake? I had a mother call and say to me, There was never a child so lovely, but his mother was glad to get him to sleep. Wasn't that something? Now we know that everyone gets tired and always ready to feel that they should be going to bed. But we wanted to make sure that when you were wide awake that you paid attention and made sure that you kept everything so clean because when you do that, it helps our economy. It helps us make it, makes us feel so much better because we are keeping things clean. And when you keep things clean, it makes you feel good. You feel good when you have a clean Bedroom? Don't you feel good when you go to a clean classroom? Don't you feel good when you get in a clean car? Don't you feel good when you get in the bathtub and the water is clean? Well, I know that I do. And this is a story to let you know how everyone felt, because the whole town decided not to do anything to make it a clean town. Can you imagine never throwing your your candy wrapper in the trash, but just throwing it on the ground? Can you imagine just drinking the milk and throwing the carton? I don't know if I can imagine that, but let's. Read to find out, because some of you are still not tired. Well, this book is called The Wartville Wizard, and it's by Don Madden. Now, the road to Wartville traveled over a hill. Now, in a neat and tidy house on the top of the hill lived a neat and tidy old man. There's always somebody who wants to make sure that something is clean, or there's always someone who wants to make shh. That you're quiet, and you're not loud. Well, this is the story of how he became known as the Wardfield Wizard. Now, every morning, the old man looked out his window, and he watched the birds playing in the bird bath. He saw the flowers dancing in the sunlight and the trees waving in the breeze. From inside, it seemed a perfect place, but when he went outside, he saw that it was not. Are you ready to go to sleep? With all the little horses? I think that some of you feel wide awake. And it's getting a little hot. Let's open the window. Well, under the beautiful flower, he found soda bottles and thrown from cars during the night. Oh, no. Well, by the mailbox, he followed juice cans, plastic cups, and straws along the road. Candy wrappers, all kinds of trash. Once he found a worn-out baby buggy full of pacifiers. Another day, he discovered a broken toilet seat leaning against the garden gate. Can you believe it, boys and girls? He didn't even put it away. Every day, the old man... became angry. The more trash he saw, the more angry he got. Sometimes he ran back to his house and up the stairs and leaned out his bedroom window, taking a deep breath, and the people below him were not quite as careful. And he yelled out, You're the people of Wardville! You are slobs! Then, what people who do care do, he went out and got a burlap sack from the golden shed and walked along the roadside, collecting the trash. Day after day, month after month, he trotted up and down the road with his burlap sack. Some days were not as bad as others, but there was always something to put into the sack. He knew if he stopped cleaning, everything would be smothered under a blanket of trash. Slobs, 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 he crumbled. Then one day, the old man struggled up the hill with an extra heavy load. The afternoon before the senior citizens' football team, the gourmet, the gourmet Motorcycle Club had held their annual picnic what a mess when he got home he emptied the sack into a big barrel and he jumped up and down on the top of it heap, squeezing the garbage so that nothing would fall out but a plastic lid did fall out have a nice day it said have a nice day the old man shook his head and walked slowly into the woods he was tired of collecting, tired of pulling and dragging, tired of jumping up and down to make the barrel hold more. Just plain tired of trash. It's no longer helped to yell slobs. Because these people, they weren't paying attention. They were still doing it. Even after he was climbing and stumping and getting his sack and going there and trying to put it away. They didn't even help him! He stopped in a clearing in the middle of the woods and looked up at the treetop. Then he looked into the blue beyond and whispered, "Loving Nature, I try to keep your healing green. places clean, but I can't go on. I'm tired. And he just sat down on the ground. Suddenly, music started to play. Even the birds stop singing, and the bushes and the trees start rustling their leaves. The old man let the quiet wrap around him like a cozy blanket. That music sounds so nice, made with the flaxen hair. It was brief, but when it passed, he knew. He had been given the power over trash. Oh, oh, boys and girls, what is he going to do? He felt calm and rested as he walked back to the road. A long, shiny automil- automobile drove by. Out the back w- window, a small hand tossed a candy wrapper into the air. It was a Cruncho smuggle wrapper. And it fluttered to the side of the road and settled on a clump of dandelions. The old man looked at it and frowned. He pointed his finger and he said, go back and stick to the person who threw you. Uh Uh-oh. The wrapper wiggled, then it shot up in the air and flew down the road after the automobile. In the back seat, little Barbette Swaddler felt something hit the side of her mouth, her face. She reached up and found the Cunchle Knuckles wrapper on her cheek. She pulled it, it would not come off. That night at dinner, Barbetta wore a bandana around her face. She said she was playing inside. She was playing pirate. She didn't want her parents to see the wrapper since she wasn't supposed to eat. Candy between meals. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The next morning, as usual, there was trash along the road, but the old man didn't use the burlap bag. He simply pointed at each of the can, bottle, box, or whatever litter, and sent it back to whoever threw it away. Exactly as it had done with the Crunchyroll Snuggles wrapper, it was certainly easier than dragging it all up the hill and he felt happy. Ooh. But there were people in Wardville who were not happy. Harvey Binder hadn't just gotten home from work at the bathtub factory. Five miles out of town, as he stepped through his front doorway, an aluminum can hit him in the back of the neck. Whap! And stuck there. Now, Mr. Fullerton K Hardboard, chairman of the Wartville Real Estate Society, was startled when a damp, burnt out cigar suddenly attached itself to his elbow. Ooh. And Mrs. Mabel's boss set out a pear scream when a paper bag full of garbage chased her down. Ah, ah, ah and sucked to her rear end. <laughs> oh, I guess we shouldn't laugh. And the only doctor in Warville was Melvin Splint. Now that night there were a lot of people in his waiting room wearing a strange outfit. There were they were trying to hide the things that were attached to them. As the patient came into his office one by one, doctor Splint began to worry. I have never seen anything like this, he said. It may be an epidemic. He told the people he would not go to the next town and asked another doctor for advice. Come back and see me tomorrow afternoon, he said. Oh, boys and girls, I think a lesson is coming about. The doctor passed the old man's house as he drove over the hill to the next town. He was worried about his patients. Hmm. He opened a pack of gum and took out two pieces at once. Throwing the gum wrapper out the window, Oh, I don't know if I would have done that. Boys and girls, would you have done that? I'm not sure. Well, let's find out what happened. But he did learn something. The next afternoon, when he opened his door, The people in the waiting room grasped. Oh! They saw gun wrapper stuck to each of his ear when they saw Dr. Splint. Oh my goodness, said Fulton Cave Hardboard. The people went home. They were very depressed. As the day went by, More and more town people begin to wear strange outfits. One lady went to the market in a tent. When she was leaving, she met a friend wearing a quilted plastic garment bag that got stuck trying to go out of the door together. A sofa slipcover walked into the library and returned an overdue (laughs) book. The librarian fainted. And down at the bus station, a very upset sleeping bag and a large beach umbrella were seen leaving town. Poor little Barbette Swirlers was sick and tired of wearing the bandana to hide the cruncho snugly wrapper. She decided to go for a long walk. When I get out of this town, I'll be able to take this thing off for a while, she mumbled to herself who, walking slowly along the road, that traveled over the hill, she undid the knot and removed the bandana. The crunchle snuggles wrapper crackled in the breeze, but the air felt good on her head. Halfway down the other side of the hill, Barbetta saw the old man looking for trash. She didn't want to be caught without her disguise, so she hid behind a bush and peeked out. The old man had found a pile of empty soda can, some popsicle sticks, and a milk carton. Oh my goodness, boys and girls, what do you think is going to happen? He pointed his finger at each of the trash and said something instantly. The soda can and popsicle sticks and milk carton jumped into the air and flew down the road to Wordfield. Barbette's eyes almost popped out of her head. She waited until the old man had gone into his house. Then she ran down the road as fast as her leg would carry her. He's a wizard, she sputtered. A wizard with power over the trash. That's why things are sticking to everybody. He's a wizard. Now, when the town people had heard Barbette's story, they decided to call a meeting. Oh, they're mighty mad. By this time, almost every family in Wardville had been stick- stricken, and some people were in a In really bad shape, especially Jimmy Van Slammer, who couldn't fit through the door. And Dr. Splint called the meeting to order. He asked the group to keep calm, keep calm, while he spoke. The gum wrappers on his ears wiggled and waved. The meeting lasted late into the night. The people wanted to show one another the nasty trash they had been trying to hide. They were all relieved to know that others had the same problem. The meeting was tiring for Mr. Mrs. Box, the lady with the bag of garbage on her rear end because she couldn't sit sit down. Finally, Fullerton K. Hardboard stood up. I move. We adjourn this meeting and get some sleep, he said. Tomorrow we'll go out to this wizard place and demand that he remove these awful stick-ons. Everybody agreed. When the old man looked out the window the next morning, he saw cars and trucks pulling up and parking all around his house. Even the sheriff's car was there. The old man stepped outside. He was glad to see the sheriff wasn't wearing any garbage. These folks claim you're a wizard, mister, said the sheriff. They saw you made All this stuff, stick to them. Let's hear what you have to say about it. We're all ears. Angry shouts and grumbling noise came from the crowd. Fullerton K, hardboard boom. We demand action, Sheriff. Poor Mrs. Bot yelled, Boo! She was nervous wrecked from the standing up all so long. The old man looked at the crowd with a serious, studied look taking them in one at a time. Finally, he said, Hello, slobs. Arrest them, sheriff, shouted Harvey Bender. The old man gave him another steady look. You're angry because your trash has come home to you, he said. You've been throwing trash along the road for a long time, and I've been cleaning it up. I'm tired of cleaning up after you. Every piece of trash stuck to you is something you yourself threw away. The grumbling and shouting changed to a murmur. Then it stopped. A hush came over the people. I bet you, boys and girls, they were all so ashamed. Fullerton K. Hardboard, studied the cigar butts that were stuck to him. Other people looked closely at their own stick on they all began to feel embarrassed. Isn't that just what I said, boys and girls? Suddenly, a whining came from Jimmy Van Slammer, who was getting desperate. Suppose we try not to do it again. Everyone looked at Jimmy. Jimmy. All they could see was a large pile of soda cans, popsicle sticks, hamburger cartons, and candy wrappers with two skinny legs sticking out underneath then one looked at the old man they weren't hungry anymore they were ashamed and they should be don't you think boys and girls to make their town so dirty that others didn't even have anything clean the old man smiled he wasn't angry anymore either he knew they had learned a lesson if all of you promise not to litter again And I mean it, he said, the trash will stop sticking to you when you get home. Then you can put it in your own trash basket where it belongs. The people rushed to their cars and trucks. Maybe he's not such a bad wizard after all, someone shouted. Little Barbette Swarler was so happy that on the way home, she almost threw the bandana out the car window, but she stopped herself just in time. Mrs. Bob felt happy too. Unfortunately, though, she had to ride <laughs> way she had to ride back the way she came, standing in the back of a pickup truck with her garbage bag rattling in the wind. And doctor Splint was glad the epidemic was ending. He opened a new pack of gum and carefully put the wrapper in his car litter bag. When all the people had gone, the old man walked along the road and Johnny jumped up. The jumping jacks were lifted lifting their heads proudly. The wild geraniums were beaming and everything was neat and tidy. He was happy because he knew he would stay that it would stay that way. But he would miss yelling slugs a little because that was kind of fun. The end <laughs> Boys and girls, I know that you've never thrown anything out the window. You've always held on to it and put it in the trash can. And if you couldn't find a trash can nearby, you made sure that you were not a litterbug. Let's read a little story, a little poem before we get ready to go. And it's called... me i am we don't want to be a litterbug, bug and we just want to be ourselves me i am i am the only me i am who qualifies as me no me i am has been before and none will ever be no other me i am can feel the feelings i've had within no other me i am can fit Precisely in my skin there is who thinks the thoughts I do the world contains one me I am there is room for there is no room for two I am the only me I am this earth shall ever see that me I am I'm always am is no one else but me now Jack. Perluski wrote that poem. Me, I am, and we learned something too today too. Not to litter, and we are all individuals. We all had littered very different things, but it really didn't matter because it still messed things up. It dirtied it up, and I was joining Aunt Jill's bedtime stories. The clock says no time to play. Time to sleep. I think that some of you are going to sleep. Are you asleep? Will you get your proper sleep tonight? It's nighttime. You already had your snack. You cuddled up with the people that you love the best. And make this time you'll we'll all remember thank you for joining on Jewel's Bedtime Stories. I know that some of you are sleeping, like, so be quiet. Shh. This has been the Blog Talk Radio.